0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 4. I was telling Linda earlier that my Bible I preached out of this morning, I got to reading Hebrews chapter 3 and 4 in the Amplified, and I was reading it and I was thinking, this ain't the same words. And it's it's I've got my other Bible that it's in the back. The words are different in the Amplified Bible. That was really weird. I was like, what in the world is that? So I don't is there a new Amplified out or something I don't know about? Well, they didn't mark it that way. They just marked it Amplified. So anyway, well, it's the word anyway. Praise God. I mean, <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, chapter four, Hebrews. Now let me begin by saying this. I, I really. I really wish the whole church was here because in the days ahead, we're going to really need to be strong in our faith for healing. Uh, you know, there's, we can speculate and talk about what's gone on, uh, what's coming, what may come, but it, it really doesn't do us any good. We know that by the scripture and by the word of God that the times we're living in are perilous. And in those perilous times are epidemics and pandemics and all kinds of things that have to do with the destruction of our physical flesh, and so you know, I'm sure that they've got you know the uh, uh, treatments and vaccines and all kinds of, But you know, the the time comes, and my goodness, there's so many uh, diseases out there that you meet, need so many uh, 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 vaccines for. You don't have no room for blood, <laughs> pumping pure vaccines, you know. Praise God, but you know God's got a better way. Amen. His word is true and His word is sure. But there's got to be a people willing to not only work on their Physical immune system, but their spiritual immune system. Because I'm guarantee you that'll get you over in some areas where your physical one will not get you over in. Amen. Now, notice this. This is interesting. In Hebrews chapter four, verse one, let us therefore fear. Now, what did the Bible tell you to fear? That's what it says. Let us therefore fear. Now, notice what we should fear. At least a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should come, any of you should seem to come up short of it. Well, let's just, let's just, since we're talking about divine health and healing, let's just talk about it like this. This is one area you don't want to come up short. (laughs) Amen. I mean, this is one area you don't want to come up short. You know, back when when COVID first started, I, I preached a message called, There Ain't No Way. And I think most of the people thought I was telling people that what was going on, but the title of the message was There Ain't No Way. Amen? So you've got to understand a lot of the things we say there ain't no way today, you get two, three weeks, two, three months, two, three years down the road, next thing you know, my goodness, what has happened? Now, the Word of God in your spirit man has the ability to keep you healthy. Now let me say that again. The Word of God in your spirit man has the ability to keep you healthy. God's best is not the healing line or the healing ministry. God's best is divine health. And if you read the letters to the church, Paul writes to the church like the church knows it's healed. See, the church doesn't know it's healed now. Doesn't know it but they always knew it back then. That's why you don't see a lot of teaching on healing in the book of Acts because the church knew it was healed. They ministered healing to people who didn't know God. They ministered uh, healing to people who didn't know Jesus as a testimony to his death, burial, and resurrection, proof that he was risen from the dead. Did you know Jesus still proves that he's risen from the dead today? Why would he quit? I mean, he was not a quitter. Amen. I thought that one time when I heard somebody, I was listening to him on the radio talking about the the power of God and the presence of God dying away with the last disciple. I thought, you know, the Holy Ghost isn't that fragile. Amen? He's not not that fragile. He put up with Israel for 3,000 years. Amen? He's put up with you for 40 or 50. Amen? (laughs) So he's, he's just not that fragile. Amen? So when we begin to understand God's given us everything, it says in 2 Peter chapter 1, everything that pertains unto life and godliness that through the precious promises we might be partakers of the divine nature. Now the charismatic move got everybody geared up to, the, to the, what I call the sensationalism of spiritual movement. You've got to have people laying on the floor. You've got to have this presence. Gotta, but in reality, all you need is the word. The word gets you healed and the word keeps you healed just like the word gets you saved and keeps you saved. But now notice, it says we should fear least a promise being left us. So a promise is not a promise once it's been given. And healing has been given to us. Once you receive the promise, the promise goes from being a promise to a gift. Amen? So you've received the gift of salvation and it's a package deal. You know, it's the word sotos, which actually has nothing to do with the word The word heaven's not even in it. The word sotos literally means, it's a Greek word, which means preservation, soundness, safety, and deliverance, and healing. Amen? So we've got to understand when we got saved, we got healed. Amen? You know, Dr. Oral Roberts, I was taking him back to the airport one time, and I was act- asking him a particular question. He got on got over talking about the, uh, the great evangelistic crusader outreach that uh, Billy Graham conducted in the mid-50s right after the Korean War. He went to Korea and conducted a tremendous uh, campaign in which thousands of those Koreans got saved. Now, he contacted Dr. Roberts by letter and said to him, that during that crusade which they never talked about healing never talked about the power of God to heal when thousands were getting saved he said many especially blind people were getting healed and he was writing Dr. Roberts to ask why that was happening it's because there's healing and salvation amen so we have the promise and it's been given so we've received the gift so we don't have it in promise form we've got it in gift form because we've received it now notice it says for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. There's always an us and them crowd in the, in the church or in the kingdom. Amen? There's always the us, there's always the them. You say, now what's the difference? There's the difference between the, those that mentally adhere to the word of God and those that spiritually hear it. You can mentally assent to the Word of God and then not do you a bit of good. Actually, I like to say it like this. You can even memorize Scripture. You can memorize the whole Bible. But it's not what you memorize. It's what you, it's, it's what you digest. Just like food. Amen. I mean, it, it, it's really not what you eat. It's what you digest. If you're not eating food that's digestible, your health is going to go down. But if you're eating food that's digestible, your health is going to be okay. Amen so now notice they didn't mix it actually I like to say it like this paraphrase they didn't act on it so they didn't hear it they listened they didn't act they went into disobedience now notice let me read that verse 2 again for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached now notice this the word preached did not profit them Now that's opposite of what the Word is designed to do. Amen? The Word is designed to profit you. But it did not what profit them. It did not profit them not being mixed. Everybody say mixed. So they had to mix what they heard with what they did. So they had to act on what the Word said. Amen. Now notice this. It says, For we which have believed, everybody say we. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As He said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall not enter into my rest, (coughs) excuse me, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Now that's a powerful statement in God's heart in God's mind and in God's eye everything that you need he's already done for you all the way from creation he already had redemption in mind he already had a plan of recovery and rescue thank God he does amen I said thank God he does now notice for we which have believed do enter into rest as he said if I have sworn in my wrath if they shall enter into my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world for he spoke in a certain time in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise and God did rest on the seventh day for all, from all of his works and in this place again if thou shalt enter into my rest seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein and they to whom it was first preached entered not because of unbelief Now this is the scourge of the gospel. Unbelief is the scourge of the gospel because the word produces belief. I've had people tell me, you know, I I sat in a certain denominational church all my life, never believed a word they said. Well, they weren't preaching the word. They were not preaching the word. If they were preaching the word, your spirit man would have reached out and grabbed it. Your spirit would have borne witness, his spirit would have borne witness with your spirit that that was the Word of God and you are a child of God. That's why a lot of people sit in denominational churches their whole life and their life never changes. There's never any sanctification, never any holiness, never any supernatural, and they go through religious rituals or what the Bible calls dead works. What are dead works? Dead works are religious acts which seem to have spiritual significance but have no basis in the Word of God. I used to threaten to take rosary offerings in Ireland. (laughs) That always went over big, amen. You say, why? Well, praying the rosary is a dead work. Praying to Mary is a dead work. Praying to a pope or a saint is a dead work. Amen? He said, well, you shouldn't talk about people's religion like that. Why? It'll send them to hell. Somebody needs to tell them the truth. Again, this is in verse uh, 7. Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying, in David, today, after so long a time, as he said, in, as he said, today, if, everybody say if. Now notice where there's an if, that's a decision that must be made if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, for if Jesus had given them rest, they would not afterward have spoken of another day. He's literally saying, if they would have had it, they wouldn't have spoke of another day. They spoke of another day. Amen. It says, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God, Everybody ought to say amen. Amen. There remaineth a rest therefore to the people of God for he that is entered into his rest also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor. Work at it. Labor. Come to church on Sunday night. Listen to teaching on divine healing. Let us labor. Look. Therefore, to enter into that rest. So since we're talking about healing, we're talking about entering into a faith that helps you to rest. Amen. I watched a, uh, 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 watched a medical show the other day, Medical Horizon, something, and they were, they were looking down and projecting. Uh, they talked about the avian flu, the bird flu. They talked about, uh, uh, what was this other thing they were talking about? It was crazy. Uh, Marburger, is that what they call it? Marburgers, Marburgers, it's a a hemorrhagic type fever. And then there was two or three others. And now they were saying, these are going to be the next uh, uh, pandemics. And they have 90% kill rates and all this kind of stuff. And so I was listening to that and I had this thought in my mind. I thought, if they start, if they start advertising this, because that's what it is, it's an advertisement. You know, it's new research. But still, they're, they're, what they're doing is they're putting out word trying to stimulate belief systems. Yeah, listen, listen. The devil did not create cancer. Man did. Because only man can name things. And whatever man names, he gives an identity to. Amen? So the devil can oppress, but out of that pre- oppression, man produces. I said the devil can oppress and out of that pres- oppression man produces cancer and, and arthritis and, and diabetes and names it and studies it and, and, and says we got get got to get rid of it. It's killing us. Amen. Well, it's not really the particular disease that's killing us. It's the fall. Separation from God, which in the vacuum of separation from God, disease just poured into. Amen. But now notice, you should... We should, as a church, enter into a spiritual rest when it comes to healing. You say, why? That uh, and a symptom attacks your body. You start getting negative reports from the, on TV. This is happening. That's happening. This is happening. This is coming. You don't need to be a, in panic and fear. Amen. My goodness, if COVID taught us anything, it taught us this. We need to be ready. Be ready. At least a few more of us are going to be ready this time. Thank God we are. Amen? Let us labor. It's work. Therefore, to enter in, enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example. Now, if you go through, I don't have the time. If you keep going through this chapter, it gets to the place where it says, don't harden your heart against the voice of God. For it is the deceitfulness of sin that hardens you. I studied that scripture for several years and one day I was meditating on it. And the Lord just spoke a simple word into my spirit that helped me understand that is your heart is hardened just like when your hearing is hardened. When you're hard of hearing, you cannot hear. It's not that God is not speaking you're not hearing amen because that's the great the devil's greatest effort is to mess with your hearing and he can cause a hardness now you say what causes that disobedience amen disobedience i don't like not being connected to God. I mean, what I mean by connected, where if I'm walking around doing anything at any time, anywhere, and God speaks to me, I can hear it. I don't live outside that condition. I haven't lived outside that condition for almost 40 years now. And to be outside that condition would freak me out. Amen. Because I have learned to enter into some rest in some certain areas, in some faith areas in my life where I'm just not sweating it anymore. I'm not going to sweat what's coming medically. I'm going to live in divine health like I've been living in. I should have been, listen, I should have been dead 40 years ago, 50 years. I should have been dead as a doorknob just because of the way I, I lived and treated my body. Even after being delivered, I know the enemy, he tried to attack me several times. But I'm telling you, God not only removed the effect of all that nasty living, I mean, not only removed all of the desire of that nasty living, but He removed the effect of it. He took it out of me. Amen? So you've got to labor. Now, your belief system, what you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth on a continual basis, you will possess. It will belong to you. That's why God has given us his word to continually speak, speak, speak. Brother Kenneth Hagin said the same thing. He said, we've not taught enough on our words. We have not uh, 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 not, uh, uh, gone into the depth of what the word of God says about our words. When we begin to realize that we're made in the likeness and image of God, one of the most, one of the most enduring characteristics of our identity and, and our, our connection with Him is words. To be able to actually speak a language in which you can assimilate a thought and transmit it to the person next to you and they know exactly what you're talking about. Amen? So that puts us in the, in the spirit being classification in which there are three levels. There are the divine spirit beings. There are the created spirit beings. There are two classifications of that, angelic and demonic. Then there are the human beings. Amen. And when it's all over, God will exalt the human beings above the angelic. Wow. Everybody say wow. So in the midst of that, we've got to realize that all of these principles that we teach, teach, they are eternal, which means you're going to be doing this throughout eternity. Hallelujah. But your spiritual immune system is stimulated by your continual confession. Every day. Thank you, Father. You're Jehovah Rapha, the healer and health of my body. See, it's your body that needs to heal. Hear that. Places in your body that hurt us, talk to them. Talk to your heart. Talk to your liver. Talk to your kidneys. You say, are you out of your mind? Jesus showed us that right there in Mark 11. Talking to an inanimate object like a fig tree. Well, that was just a divine illustration. Then why did he stop and say, you like that, guys? Ah, That's just a deity trick I pulled for y'all today. Is that what he said? He said, no. Whosoever shall say to this mountain," Be thou removed, and what is a mountain? It's an inanimate object. Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. Shall not doubt in their heart, but believe those things which they saith, 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 shall come to pass. They shall have whatsoever they saith, 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 saith. Thank you, Jesus. You were wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity, chastised that ought to roll out of you, just not not even with conscious thought. The chastisement of my peace was upon you. By your stripes, I am the healed of God. Thank you, you've not given me a spirit of fear. And then I've been hearing all this stuff about food and bad water, and then we had this thing go on. And so I've added that to my confession. Thank you, Father, you bless my bread and my water. You take all sickness from the midst of me. My food is sanctified by the word of God in prayer, Philippians chapter 3. Hallelujah, amen. And if I drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm me. Bless the Lord, O my son. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Did you know those are healing words? Those are healing words. Those are healing words. I said those are healing words. That's why you're supposed to say them. You know, isn't amazing? You know, the, the, the piety of religion and government. They always want to address spiritual things with a few moments of silent prayer. Well, look what it's got them. But see, we should be bold as lines and have that continual confession. Somebody ask you, you know, well, uh, you know, how are you doing? Are you well? Are you have you had the COVID? Are you taking the vaccines? Are you, you ought to just say, well, here's what I'm taking right here. Isaiah 53, He was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity. Nec- Chastened for in my peace was above. By His stripes I am healed. Now, let me close with this. I don't know how things are going to transpire all we can do is walk by faith I trust medicine will keep up with what's going on I don't know but always understand this because of the day and hour in which we live you need to learn to hear from God in your spirit about physical things if there is an attack upon your body give God the choice on what to do this is how I've walked in health for all these years There are times God has sent me to the doctor and to the hospital. There's other times God has said, stand on your faith." So you're going to have to hear from God and you're going to have to obey Him. And then go through whatever it is you need to go through in order to get your health back. Because you've got to fight to get it back if you've lost it. And then those that haven't lost it, don't lose it. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. You know, I'm going I'm to start attacking sleeplessness, especially among men. I've talked to three or four men here in the past couple of months that tell me they only sleep like two or three hours a night. That's the devil disturbing your sleep. The Bible says the Lord giveth his beloved sleep. How do we get off on this? This is good anyway. We should be able to lay our heads down at night. Amen? and sleep by faith and arise in the morning feeling refreshed. Amen? And you know, the doctor's medicine tells us we need a good, you know, six, seven, eight hours of sleep. Well, my goodness, if we're not sleeping, no wonder we're so messed up. And then not only that, people need to learn how to live free from agitation and stress. Because agitation—and listen, there's so much more today to agitate you. <laughs> Yesterday's agitations are so small compared to today's agitation. Amen. I mean, I've, I've I've pretty much detached myself from anything political. Oh Lord! I mean, come on. You really think you're gonna fix or change something with your vote? that might not sound patriotic but I'm going to tell you something honey there's something else going on in the earth today other than raising up capitalistic free countries in case you haven't noticed amen so we have to understand that we are a people in the last days that God wants to keep you know what it means to be kept taken care of God wants to keep us let me say that again. God wants to keep us and He can't keep us if we're sick and if we're constantly in the hospital, if we're constantly, constantly uh, uh, having to worry about some, uh, 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 some pandemic or epidemic or if they try to shut the world down again. They've already done it once. Amen? Because they, they know what that does to churches. And the hypocrisy of closing down Places of worship and leaving liquor stores open. Come on, amen. Then in the la- the last or the last part of it is this: Your confession should always end with, "Thank you, Father." According to Psalms ninety-one, with long life and strength, He satisfies me and shows His salvation. You know, about two, three—been about two months ago—I found myself praying against death, which I have never done. Did not know you could. Apparently, you can. The Holy Ghost led me to do it. And I've noticed since we begin to pray against that, it's begin to happen all around here. So many crazy things have happened to people—strange accidents, you know, uh, 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 just just crazy stuff. But you know in the midst of all of that we have to understand God has given us the provision but it is our responsibility to implement it. And the other day I was meditating on some of these things and I was kind of you know how you kind of get you 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 you're sitting at a desk or someplace, and you you're reading your bible you're praying and you're kind of in this half conversation, word kind of thing going on. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, the number one thing that will cause people to go to an early grave and cause them to miss what I'm going to do is laziness. They're just lazy." Because everything that the society has put on us in the last 20 years for comfort has caused a real laziness to come on the country upon people where they're, they're so, how can you say this? They're so comfort-oriented now. Everything, I mean, I, one friend of mine I had to bury because when COVID hit, he found out you could order liquor from the liquor store and groceries from the groceries and they'd deliver it. Cost him his life. Amen? So we've got to understand there's going to become a greater comfort and convenience and people are going to try to. The Lord gave me this word the other day. He said, society, especially Hollywood, the arts and literature are going to try to charm people. They're going to try to charm people. Don't be charmed. That's a word many times used with snakes. They'll charm a bird or charm its prey. as they they move in for the kill don't be charmed don't do it don't fall into those traps enter into that rest how do you do that pastor you labor that's what the church is prayer your own bible study at home you guys that are doing bible studies and prayer groups that type of stuff all of that is part of laboring to enter in to that rest and the rest we're talking about is rest when it comes to healing and Amen. Lift your hands. Say out loud, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've allowed me to exist upon the earth. You are the Father of spirits. Through the law of procreation, I have found myself present on planet earth in 2023. And I declare through my own mouth that your word is still the same that Jesus is still Lord and that no weapon formed against me in my physical body and my physical health will prosper in Jesus' name. I will live out my days. I will fulfill my assignments. I will do that which God has called me to do. Then I will lay my head down and go to my reward. Father, I thank you tonight for rest for end into rest in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that I sleep, that I sleep. I lay my head down and I sleep and my rest is peaceful. Devil, get out of my sleep life, out of my dreams. I will not be awakened in the middle of the night. I will sleep six hours seven hours, eight hours, nine hours till my body is rested and I am revived and invigorated. Thank you, Father. Every symptom in my body, I am addressing right now, speaking to you, giving you notice that you must evacuate. You are evicted, trespassing in my body is not allowed therefore in the name of Jesus by the stripes laid upon his back and every healing scripture in the Bible I declare I am I am the healed of God I receive it I receive it I receive it I receive it I receive it, I receive it. in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah now say this devil devil my body does not belong to you. My mind does not belong to you. My emotions do not belong to you. Therefore, I stand against you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'm not only saved, I'm the healed of God. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord God. Lift your hands and worship him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord, I do. I have, yes. We'll do that. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray against all of the infections trying to linger in the sinuses and lungs of God's people. You're not of God. And I don't know what you think gives you the right to hang around in our bodies. But we tell you tonight you don't have that right. So we speak unto you Whether you're an effect of a a vaccine or of a disease or whether there's some type of mold or allergy in the air or whether I may be allergic to something, I resist and rebuke it all. My body is not the habitation of the devil nor the petri dish for the world system. Father, give me wisdom. Give us wisdom. Speak to us. Foods to eat, not to eat. Lord, we've even got to pray over our water now. We don't even know how safe our water is anymore. So, Father, we ask tonight that around our physical bodies, we ask that the angels of God encamped round about us. That not only the physical immune system, but the spiritual faith of God's people at Island Church, hallelujah, will be strong. Not only that, Father, that what we have, we assimilate and give out to others. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. The spoken word brings health and healing. And we declare the gifts of the Holy Ghost in operation. Deliver the suffering and bring great honor to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Let's receive communion real quick. Hallelujah. Does everybody have a... If you've not got one, raise your hand. The ushers will get you one real quick. There's, uh, Katie doesn't have one back here. Anyone else? Raise your hands up. Let's see. Praise God. Katie. Anyone else? Uh, Brian, do you have one? Give Brian one. Here's some right here. Give Brian one. Anybody else? Everybody else cool? Y'all good? Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, amazing that God would reveal to a man who was not at the Last Supper, he would reveal revelation about the Last Supper. Well, I think that's God was smart enough to do that. I mean, they made saints out of all the, all the disciples that became apostles, and none of them wanted to be a saint. Amen. You know what a saint is, or what they claim a saint is? Is an, inter- a- a- an intercessor, or a go-between between you. Well, I pray to my grandma. Well, she ain't gonna do nothing for you. Amen. Neither's Peter. Neither's Mary. Hallelujah. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you: that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which He was betrayed, took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it. He said, "Take, eat. This is My body, which is broken for you. Just do, for you, this do ye in remembrance of Me." Always remember the broken body of Jesus broke the power of the devil over you. Now we can get, you know, we can get up preach it as a message and say well you know it broke it over us all but you've got to make it specific specific for you amen especially when you receive communion because that's what we're doing we're being put in remembrance of the reality that the broken body of jesus has broken the power of the devil the stripes upon his back the bruises the inward bruises uh the 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 nails in his hands and feet the thorn of crowns upon his head the spear in his side amen Now those are the marks of the covenant. We said that this morning. How Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father in a human body. Forever as the testimony of God and man being connected together again. But on his body are what? Just like on a sacrificial animal, the marks of a covenant. Amen. In his hands, in his feet, in his side. When you get to heaven, you'll see the scars upon his body as a testament to the covenant of healing that we have. For he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him by his stripes. We're healed. So everything he suffered accumulated something from the human family that he destroyed through his resurrection power. Woo! We get to walk in the light of it. So if you will, carefully remove the, on the top part the, what we call the host. Praise the Lord, remove that. Now listen to it again about the bread. He said, take, eat, this is my body. Everybody say body. Which is broken, and these two words are so precious. For you, everybody say for me. Thank God. Thank God. This do ye in remembrance of me. So Father, tonight, we come into your throne room. By the name of Jesus, your Son and our Savior, in the Word you've given us, we see the correct protocol and procedure to call upon you tonight in communion and to thank you that you allowed your body to be broken. And as your body was broken, you accumulated everything wrong with me. you took it to hell and defeated it and you rose from the dead so I could have life so as I hold up this this tiny implement here break it I'm put in remembrance of your great sacrifice thank you Jesus my sins are forgiven my iniquity is eradicated my soul As it says in Psalms 23, you restore my soul. By your stripes, I'm the healed of God. Receive it in Jesus' name. And carefully pull open your your little juice one there. Said after the same manner also he took, I notice the cup. He took the cup. Everybody say the cup. See on the Jewish Passover table usually it's a heirloom that's passed from family to family. Many times made out of silver or gold. Sometimes even would have jewels encrusted into the metal. And it would sit in the middle of the table. Every Passover table to this day it's called the cup of the Messiah. And it sits on every table in expectation of someone sitting down at that table and reaching over and taking that cup nobody's ever done it except one person one time one person ha <laughs> ha, one time reached over and took the cup I bet those guys eyes were bugging out of their heads they knew who he was they knew who he was they took the cup he took the cup now notice what he said after the same manner he also took the cup when he had supped, saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me thank you Lord I'll do that the Lord said I have to add one to my power series the word the name the spirit the blood no telling how many we're going to add Amen. Amen? Think about the blood of Jesus. You ought to meditate on it sometime. Blood's an awesome thing. If you get it on, you want to get it off. I mean, you clean fish or a deer or something, you want to get that blood off of you, you know? The Bible says the life is in the blood. Remember, the blood of Jesus is not human blood. The blood of Jesus is divine blood. When you get to heaven and you see it in the in the, in the throne room of God, it won't be a, some dried monument looking scattered. It'll be just as fresh, just as wet, just as red and glistening as the day it was poured on the mercy seat. Because in that blood there is no death. There's only life. Now when we begin to think about and meditate, what has the blood purchased? It purchased you, me. It purchased the new covenant. It purchased the church. Amen? Amen? our salvation, our healing. It, this, this was the commodity. This was the currency that made the pur- purchase. It's simple faith. It's paid for. It's paid for. I like people to look at me and say, it's paid for. It's paid for. Your salvation was paid for. Your healing was paid for. Your deliverance was paid for. Jesus, we love you. This is not the blood of bulls and goats. By your own blood you entered once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. By faith in that blood and the word that reveals it tonight we partake of the cup and all that it means in our life. Jesus' name. Receive of the cup. Now lift your hands and just thank God that you're healed. Just lift your hands and thank Him that you're healed. Just tell, tell yourself that. Just like you tell yourself I'm saved. Let your own ears hear what your mouth is saying. And let your mouth, let your mouth say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm healed. Thank you for your great sacrifice. Thank you for the stripes laid upon your back. Thank you that every molecule of my body is energized with your resurrection power for the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead abides and dwells in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it may be that we may be the ones in the days ahead that people will turn to because they unleash so much stuff. You know, it was about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, the Lord gave us a word here in the church, and it said that men would initiate things then lose control of it. Anybody remember that word? Boy, we're seeing that. Well, they do that medically. It's going to be a mess. Amen? But thank God we have an answer. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, before we go back and and eat some chili let's receive our offering hallelujah I have taken this is the fourth time I've done it and I want to make it a tradition here that our offering on Sunday nights when we receive communion has a purpose to it amen does anybody remember that talking about that we've said it a couple of times here does I got it marked you say, what is that? 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8, and God is able to make all grace. Now you remember? Everybody say, all grace. Now, this week, we may have students that need grace for your studies. Hey, Amen. I know we got some Bible school students, some other students here. You may need some grace for your studies. Well, just thank God for that grace. I need some grace to pastor the church. So I always have a certain amount I give in this offering. I hope I brought it. I did. And I sow it specifically for the grace that I need to pastor Island Church, to be a husband to my wife, a father to my daughter, and a blessing to my friends and family. That takes grace. And the Bible says through our giving, God is able to make us So what do you need grace for? Now you say, well, pastor, can you define what grace is? Grace is God's ability. When He does something supernaturally. Amen. So the Bible tells us that through our giving, we can appropriate not just financial grace, but all grace. All grace. You may need grace for healing. Well, I'm not going to buy a miracle. No. Nobody buys miracles. You sow by faith into grace. I like what one preacher said. I heard him say this years ago. I thought it was really good. He says there are some areas, healing being one, where especially if a doctor has you on, on, you know, on, on medication or treatment or something like that, there's not really a whole lot you can do. If you just stop that treatment or medication, you better have heard from God. Amen? You say, why is that? Because you'll know real quick whether you have or haven't. But you may need grace, amen, for healing, but you can't just stop medication or treatment. What are you going to do? Give an offering. Appropriate grace. So, I appropriate grace. Lord, you know I've got to take this medication. Lord, you know I've got to have these treatments. Lord, you know that, but I'm sowing towards some grace in this thing. Amen? And we've seen it happen where people didn't have any side effects and, and they didn't have any problems with the medication and, and the treatment was correct, the treatment worked. Amen. Why? There was grace there. Praise God. In your businesses. Oh, my goodness. I mean, they're doing everything they can do to shut us down, man. Crazy, crazy financial stuff going on. We need grace. Wisdom. How have we been confessing this? Increase in the midst of decrease, not lose anything, keep what we have. Hallelujah. We need grace for that. You that have jobs, God will keep a business open just to keep your job going. Did you know that? He will prosper an area to keep a church functioning and growing. He will do it. We just need grace. God is able to make all. Last but not least, what about in your family? You have loved ones? What if Jesus returned tomorrow and called you into the clouds? Who's close to you that would be left here? therefore pray. Lord of the harvest, send forth laborers. Lord, I need grace for Uncle Bob. I need grace for Aunt Sue. I need grace for Cousin Billy. Amen. That's only scriptural. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Lift your offering. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe Your Word. Therefore tonight I sow toward the specific grace that I need you to release in my life. This offering is my act of faith. And I thank you, Lord. That grace comes into my life as a witness, as a witness to the faith you placed in my heart and my obedience to sow toward it. Thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Stand on your feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.